It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of Speaking of Speaking. And we have the, you know, we are so blessed to have so many fantastic guests join us on the show. And to know today, rather, is no exception. Today, we're going to be talking about how to supercharge your productivity to crush your to-do list in half the time. Now, as a speaker, this is very important because if you can't do that, you might not even hit the stage, be it a virtual one or a physical one. And our guest today is Dr. Mike Van Tielen. He's the medical director at Clarigen Z Health. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's actually, he's a, uh, he's a best-selling author. And we're so glad he's here today. He's a pro athlete. He's a philanthropist. And he has so many great things that he's done in his life. And really helping you get focused is one of the things that's going to be the focus of the discussion for today. So Mike, Dr. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Carl. Uh, happy to be here. It's such a thrill to have you here. And you know what? I'm glad that we took this time to talk about this because I just got back at the recording of this podcast. I just got back from Mexico where I had a chance to refresh and refocus. And it's amazing how much time and focus you have when all you're doing is sitting around basking in the sun. That's right. But in real life, that's not the case. We're not always sitting poolside and you know enjoying our surroundings. Sometimes we have to get focused and, and there are big challenges in getting focused and it can really derail our productivity. I sure can. And it's not getting easier with all the technology and the social media and things going on. And actually, Carl, during the pandemic, I was asked to help out with a few friends that do calls for medical marijuana. So I helped pre-screening people. And to my astonishment, I was really surprised because there's so many of us that are dealing with anxiety, depression, PTSD, worry, fear, and those types of things. And yes, there's drugs out there. Yes, there's therapies out there. But what I really found is that most of those people lack purpose in life. So life is thrown at them. And so on a daily basis, they're going through the motions, trying to put off all those fires. The boss throws things at them. They come home. They got to bring the kids to soccer. The wife needs this and that. And it's the constant going, going. And of course, when you don't know what tomorrow brings, and we are bombarded at the same time with about 14,000 digital messages per day, and our brain cannot organize that chaos then obviously we're going to be worrying, fearful, stressed, anxious, and things like that. And so my purpose has been to really help people with their purpose and steering them in the right direction. And one of the key things there is focus and productivity, because today we are in what we call a dopamine overload. At least most of us that are not organized are in a dopamine overload. What does that mean? Well, we basically have five intelligence hormones, uh, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin, and acetylcholine. And when they are balanced and optimized, that's when we're in the zone. That's when we can get things done. That's when we win. That's when we deliver that killer presentation. That's when we crush our sale goals. But most of us can't do that anymore. Our average attention span now is six seconds. So, Carl, we already lost most of our viewers and <laughs> listeners, right? So, oh, my goodness. We should start again then yeah. and just do, take it six seconds at a time. But, uh, yeah, I actually, before you unbundle anymore, because you said so much in that last two and a half minutes, and if anyone is still stuck on the first six seconds, we'll try and get you caught back up as, as quickly as possible. You mentioned something about there being 4,000 messages we are bombarded 14, with. 
14,000. See, I didn't even hear it correctly. Yeah. And I'm the guy that's uh, that's interviewing you. 14,000. Now we're talking everything from not just the messages that we see in our drive. So we're not talking just billboards. We're not talking advertisements on radio or television. We're talking everything. Now, does this also include distractions? Yes, every input, everything that comes to us, right? Okay. But our brain right. is very basic, right? And so yeah. if we don't have plans and strategies and technology, we cannot organize that chaos, right? So that brings it in a dopamine overload. There's too much input, number one. But dopamine for the listeners is the hormone that makes us feel good. It's the reward hormone. So when our brain squirts a little bit dopamine, we feel good. So that's why a lot of people like sugar or sugary diets or drinks or energy drinks, uh, because it gives us that dopamine squirt. But now with social media, the reason why most of us become addictive to it is because when people comment on our post or heart our Instagram, it's another dopamine squirt. So we seek more of it because it feels good. But what it does, it gets us in an overload, which means is, all those five intelligence hormones are now unbalanced because we have an overload of the dopamine. And that results in brain fog, low focus, very little attention span, no productivity, fidgeting, procrastination. And it's a vicious cycle because we're in that cycle where we can't produce and can't focus. We basically go back on social media or get another energy drink or another sugary item to eat. So it's a vicious cycle. So the first step that we need to do with most people is make them aware that what they're in is a dopamine overload and educate them that we need to look at our diet and upgrade our diet and that we really need to get a control over our social media and put some strategies in place so we control the social media versus the other way around. And so we need to start to balance those intelligence hormones and include many other tips and strategies so we can start to focus and produce again. Yeah, the social media thing, and I'm glad you mentioned it, the social media aspect, I would not have thought of it like that. I would have just thought of it as, oh my goodness, we spend so much time on social media because there's so many different things that need to be done on social media, not even realizing that it's creating, it's a huge contributor to, as you mentioned, that dopamine overload. How many people would you say, percentage-wise or numbers, whichever is easier for you, how many people are aware of this overload? Or would you say most of us aren't? Well, I would say most of us aren't. You know, Now, when you're a top performer or you're an executive, you're probably aware of it because you are in control of your life. You have your purpose. That's why I always boil things down back to purpose. If you have a purpose in life and you know how, you know what the next day brings and you're organized and you're in control of your agenda, you're in control of your calendar, you know when you want to fulfill your dreams and your goals, you got a plan and a strategy and a team of experts around you, then you're not going to waste your time on anything that does not contribute to your goals and your dreams, right? But when you don't have a, a goal or a dream and you're just an eight to five worker and you're just going through the motions, you're much easier distracted than somebody who has goals and dreams and a purpose. And so, yes, most of us do need to engage somehow in social media. The question is, when you spend time on social media, is it furthering your purpose and your goals and your dreams, all right? And so we need to control that. If social media is part of you, your marketing strategy or something that you have to do, great. But then we need to be in control of it and not be distracted by it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I don't want to turn this into an, uh, an episode that's just attacking social media, but- No, I'm, I'm no, sure. social media, is, it's not an attack. It's we need yeah. to- we need to get a hold of it, right? We need to take right. all the advantage right. of social media and the technology 
but we need to be aware that we don't waste time on it. We don't get distracted by it. And we keep focused on what we need to accomplish with or without that social media. So would you say that in your expertise and experience and that we were more productive and therefore more successful prior to social media because we didn't have that distraction or were the distractions always there, just maybe different? No, we can be far more productive today than any other time in the past because we have the technology. We got those AI platforms that spit out, you know, 100 pages in five seconds. If I put in a few keywords, we got virtual assistants, we got systems. I mean, no, no, we can be far more productive than we could ever be before, but we need to be aware. We need to we need to be in control of that chaos. So we need to put those systems in place and we need to organize them accordingly, right? So we need to get things organized. But once we get those things organized, we can be a million times more productive than ever in the past. I really like that because I think that's a perspective that maybe some people aren't necessarily connecting with. They're thinking, oh, it was so much easier back then. You didn't have all the distractions. But we have so many, as you said, phenomenal tools. Dare mm-hmm. I mentioned chat GPT that can crank out your 60-minute keynote presentation if you want it to, you know, in seconds, right? But there are so many other things that we really can use with our time. And as you said, it's it's being aware of that. And when you are a high-level performer, you're already aware of that. You're focused on things. As a small business owner, I find, and I'm just, I guess this is confession time, I find that I don't get distracted necessarily by social media because I have someone that can help me with that. It's all the other distractions. It's yeah. the the doorbell rings, the dog hears something and barks. I look out the window and, oh, it's a nice sunny day. All those other distractions that come in. How can I, how can I focus or how can our listeners who maybe are dealing with similar things, what are some of the things that they can do to limit or get back into the zone? Because you've actually written a book about this. Yes, correct. Uh, in the zone on demand, because most of us have experienced being in the zone, but usually it was by chance or accident. And it was like, oh my God, I won, or I can't believe how I killed this presentation or crushed my sales goals. So we all have been there, but by chance. So, And we all only think about being in the zone when we think about athletes or musicians, but being in the zone can be for anybody, whether you're an entrepreneur, an artist, a performer, you know, just wanting to perform at your highest potential, this is a skill that you can master. And yes, I wrote a book on it. And so to answer your question about focus, there's so many tips and strategies that we can implement, but just to go over a few, obviously you're working from home because you're distracted by the doorbell and you're distracted by the dog, right? But what most people don't have today is they don't have a designated working area. You know, I even see students there, they're trying to do their homework in front of the TV or on their bed. And obviously, there's going to be many distractions. So first of all, we got to go back to assign a working area, an office space. And then we need to customize. Some people need it very quiet and other people want some background noise or music. So who are you? What works for you? And then we really need to, you know, set boundaries, right? A few examples, if there's other people in the house, we're going to tell them, look, you know, I'm going to go work on my project. Do not disturb me. When it comes to this little device... It's also something we need to be in control of. So if I'm going to work on a project from 8 to 12, for example, I'm going to use this phone to my advantage only. What does that mean? If I need to make a call, I will. But any other time, I'll put it on airplane mode or I'll put it away because I will not have other people interrupt me while I am working on my project. 
So don't let other people distract you. Just be in control of this device also. In addition to that, there's many tips and strategies. A very known one is the Pomodoro technique. May work for you, may not work for you, but it's one of those things that's out there. The Pomodoro technique simply says that you're going to focus for 20 minutes. Your phone is in another room. There's no distractions at all. You work and you only have a timer. When the timer goes off, you have to leave and go away for five minutes and take a five-minute break. Not four minutes, 59 seconds, not 501, five minutes, and you go back in and you repeat that cycle four or five times. It works for some people, doesn't work for others. So there's many tips and tools for us to get organized and figuring out what works, eliminating all those distractions, right? Another thing that I think in the long run is very important for people is develop power routines. I have four power routines every single day. I have a morning routine, an evening routine. Then I have a dream routine, which is my goals and my dreams. And then I have a biohacking routine, which is about upgrading my body and my mind. So I have four routines every single day that work for me to get me on focus, to get the things done that I need to do, and to be passionate about what I do. And so the more you focused on your dreams and goals and the more you organize your life, your calendar, and your or your agenda, the less likely you will be distracted. These are phenomenal tips that I'm I'm glad you've you've shared. And I liked the Pomodoro because I think that I find in myself, I could sit at my desk for hours, especially if I'm working on a project, if I'm editing something, for example, audio or I'm doing some voiceover work, I could be doing that for more than 20 minutes. Let's put it that way. And not realize that, oh my goodness, I've spent all this time doing this. I haven't taken a break. And there's days that go by, and I don't think I'm alone in saying this. There's the days that go by that other than going to the bathroom and taking a short lunch that I don't leave my desk. I'm either on calls. I'm in a recording session for me anyways. I'm in a recording session. I have other meetings. I have other things that I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, I look at what I've done today. And I don't feel like I've been productive, even though I have been. I know yes. that I have been. Well, you've been busy. The question is, how productive have you been? Because uh, there's this 80-20 yeah. statistic. What that means is that in 20% of your time, you are doing 80% of your production. So in 20% yeah. of the time that you're actually working, you're actually realizing 80% of what you needed to produce. So then it becomes, if you know that, that's a fact or that's something that's usually true with people, then we got to figure out uh, what that 20% is where we are producing 80% of what we need to produce. And then we got to really free up valuable time with the 80% of the time we're really not producing much, right? So I call it in my book, freeing up valuable time. We can't buy time. We can't borrow time. The only thing we can do is we can free up some valuable time. And that's when I usually go into meetings because you say you're on calls, you're on meetings. And most of us schedule one-hour meetings. I never schedule more than a 15-minute meeting because there's not one decision in this world we can't make in 15 minutes. So many times people waste a lot of time on meetings and scheduling those for way too long. You know, you got to start putting things in your calendar agenda like at 15-minute increments, not just our meetings. Another thing that why people lose a lot of focus is multitasking. Multitasking is the worst idea on the planet, right? So when you're doing multiple things at the same time, it takes way too much time to start refocusing 
on A and then refocusing back on project B. We're losing about 23 minutes to get back into it. So the result of multitasking is twofold. Number one, it actually ends up taking longer than doing project A and completing it and then project B and completing it. And at the same time, we have two poor results because we weren't able to really hone into it and focus. It even shows that your people that finish one project and then work on another and don't multitask, their IQ increases by 10 points just because they are learning more. They are more creative when they're focused on one project. And the end result of each product is of a higher level when we don't multitask. So multitasking is a big thing because it causes a lot of wasted time and distractions. Being organized, having power things, being in control of your agenda and freeing up a lot of valuable time. So when I work with my clients as a coach mentor, we're really looking at what are you really doing during the day? How can we free up time? When are you producing? Because like you said, you have somebody to do your marketing. And that's great because even as a small business person, you don't want to do the things you're not an expert at. And you certainly don't want to waste your time on it. And today we have all those virtual assistants and other things that we can employ to free up valuable time. Because what is your time really worth as the executive or as the owner? And so you don't want to do a filing chart or organizing emails. That, that needs to be somebody else, right? Are you wasting a lot of your time where you're not producing? And that's what most people do is 80% of the time they're not producing. They're not doing what they're good at, which is the sales, right? Making the money. Now, why is this such valuable information for people who eat, sleep, live, breathe in the speaking world? Why is this valuable information for them? Well, you know, it's it applies to everybody, certainly to a speaker. You know, I do a lot of, you know, of course, podcasts, but I do a lot of speaking on stages too. Uh, got a few big ones coming up. So I think, you know, again, it's about preparation, right? We all talk about the topics that we know a lot about. So I think most speakers are listening are really not stressed about being in front of an audience because usually you know more than the ones that are listening. So that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But if you if you really need to prepare something or there's some new topics or you get a slideshow, whatever it is, you need to be focused and organized, right? And so I think that if you learn how to free up valuable time and if you also learn how to be focused when you walk up at that stage or when you sit down for a live interview like we're doing right now, I think it's important that you get into that zone because you're going to be passionate. You're going to be focused. You're not going to be distracted. You're just going to deliver whatever the information you want to deliver. You're going to deliver at a much higher level with much more passion and focus. If there's things going on in the background because you just got into an argument with your significant other or the kids called crying about something and you are distracted, people will sense that even though you're not telling them your performance will be at a much lower level because you're distracted. It's like athletes, because most people know about athletes, right? I always use Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. I never saw them playing a game when they were not in the zone. That didn't mean they win. They won all the time, but it was usually because of their teammates, right? So people always ask me, well, if, you're a, if you look at top NFL players or NBA players or whatever it is, or golfers, you know, some days they have a good game and other days they have a bad game. Does that mean that they're physical capacities or capabilities diminished overnight? No. Did their skills diminish? No. Did their talent go away? No. What was the difference between a good and a bad game right here between the ears, right? So for some reason, they were a little bit distracted. Whatever happened during the day, again, something with their significant other, the kids, something financial going on, who knows? But they were unable to get into the zone, which means is 
They anticipated that ball just a fraction of a second too late, or it slipped through their hands, or this or that. And when you're not in the zone, there's actually an after effect of that too. When you have that miss, usually even with a golfer, when when they miss a simple putt, it carries over the next few holes or the next few plays. But when you're in the zone, it does not carry over because you only have the end in mind. And when you have the end in mind, you're not going to fall over that little miss. And so those misses don't carry over. And that's usually the difference between a good game, a bad game, between winning and losing. And when it comes about delivering and crushing that presentation on stage or on a thing, it's that little difference that makes a huge difference to whoever's watching, whoever's listening, the passion, the fire, the being on target, the being on focus to deliver that message and engage with your audience. And I think it's not just organizing before with the focus and writing your script and doing that. Of course, you can save a lot of time, but knowing how to get into the zone before you step on that stage and having that power routine down is going to guarantee that you deliver that A game each and every time versus, oh, I had a bad day or, oh, I had a good day. You need to be in control of that. Okay, so if you're a speaker and you've just heard this, I hope you're taking good notes. <laughs> One of my favorite speakers is a guy by the name of Mike Lipkin. I don't know if you've ever uh-huh. seen or heard of him speak. But he shares the story in one of his, this is going back several years, he shares the story about how when he was first getting into the speaking world that he almost wasn't booked to be a speaker because he has a stutter. Uh-huh. And it took a lot of convincing of the meeting planner because the meeting planner wanted to cancel him. He said, I will not stutter on stage. I never, ever stuttered on stage. And I'm mentioning this because yeah. he is that focused. He is that much in the zone when he's giving his presentation that, and he's he's a very high-level performer, yeah. he doesn't have time to stutter because he's so focused on his messaging. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's very important for speakers to realize, whether it's the certainly the preparation and the practice, that's all part of it. But all of those little things that make a difference, being able to put those distractions out of your brain. And as you say, you know, you gave the example of the golfer focusing on the end which that's a good analogy. I'm yes. I'm horrible at golf, so I might have to take <laughs> up on that on that analogy to see if that helps my game at all. If that gets rid of my handicap, because I think that all kidding aside, that when we can be in the zone, it's the difference between night and day, and staying focused on that goal, that end result. And I think that's where a lot of us struggle is we all of those distractions that we're talking about, they just continue to derail our goal. They certainly do. And so, yeah, I teach people to be in the zone on demand. And a lot of it is actually being in control of our mind. Our mind is not only in control of our body, but it's in control of our destiny. Mm-hmm. And today, actually, we have many technologies and strategies to facilitate being in control of our mind, our emotions, etc. In the past, I'm, I'm a world record holder swimmer too. And in the past, I really tried, I'm talking one, two decades ago, people said, oh, you need to meditate. And here I go meditating. And you know what? It didn't work for me. I couldn't empty my thoughts and my mind. And when you practice it for a little while and you don't have any results, guess what you do? You give up, right? But today there's many technologies and strategies and modalities that will help us facilitate getting into the zone or in control of our mind. Because first of all, we need to work on our belief systems, right? We have many false core beliefs. And it is a fact that if we have our goals and dreams, or if we want to crush that TEDx talk or whatever it is that you're preparing for, we need to believe 100% that we're going to be successful. If there's any doubt in our mind, the universe has two options, failure or success. 
So we need to work on belief system. Then the next step is we really need to, you know, start using techniques like visualization and manifesting, right? You know, all the top athletes, all top entrepreneurs, they visualize. They're not only putting their thoughts out there and visualize things, but they actually already having the feeling of having that big win or accomplished what they want to accomplish. So when we go on stage or when we're a speaker, you know, days or weeks before, we can start visualizing the end result and the standing ovation and the awesomeness that we delivered our speak. But we also, that's not enough. We also have to start feeling on how that feels to have that presentation delivered. And once we can set our mind and visualize and manifest and be in control of that with the help of breath work, with the help of brain tap and those types of things, there's no losing anymore. <laughs> Dr. Mike Van Thielen, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Before I let you go, I have a couple of things that I want to ask. Firstly, you did mention the book. I, I think we just brushed upon it, but it's the IZOD method. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, you can get it on Amazon, of course. It's called the Isolt Method, Unleash Your Superpower, Optimize Productivity, Focus, Free of Valuable Time, uh, Live Stress-Free, and Upgrade Your Mind and Your Body. And so uh, it has lots of tips and strategies and to-dos in there to really, number one, confirm or find your purpose in life, then create control. We need to control our life. And then because control creates clarity, and clarity reduces all stress, worry, and fear. And then we need to have an action plan and a team of experts, and we need to upgrade upgrade that mind so we can get into the zone on demand, bring the A game whenever you want to. And so we can learn to master these IZOT methods. And so everybody can either buy the book or visit my website, biohackingunlimited.com. Currently, for all your listeners, if you subscribe to my free email, you get a free PDF of this book. And on the website, all my books are there. My speaking bio is there. If you want to look at a good bio, my speaking bio is there. What else is there? I have mentorship and coaching programs. Everything you want to know about me, my credentials, everything is on the website, biohackingunlimited.com. I even have an app that you can download on your smartphone. So it's all there, Carl. So we're going to make sure that we share all of those links in the show notes. So if you didn't have a chance to write those all down, especially if you're driving, focus on one thing, just focus on that one. We'll make sure that that's available to you in the show notes for later. Dr. Van Thielen, before I turn you loose onto the world or to focus on something else other than this, the recording of this episode, I'll give you the final thought. Well, the final thought is people can do much better than they're doing now. Even if you're a world record holder like Michael Phillips, you still can break your old world record. So Let's not just step into your superpowers because all your speakers that are listening. Obviously, they find their passion. They love to speak. They love to share a message. And you're tapping into that superpower. But I need you to go one step beyond. You need to unleash your superpower. So learn how to get into zone. Learn how to get better. Continue to listen to Carl because obviously he brings many tips and strategies on improving your speaker's business. So just don't tap into your superpower. Unleash it because the world needs it, especially today. And great guests like yourself make it easier to do that. So Dr. Mike Van Thielen, thanks for being my guest today. Well, thank you because people like you are not getting thanked enough. We have a message and we like to share it, but without you, it doesn't get out there. And so this is a team effort. So I thank you for your expertise and your time also. Well, thank you. And remember, everyone listening, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? 
Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. 